Hey guys, this is Ralph Macchio. Hey, what's up y'all? This is William Zabka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I am Tom. And I am Brianna. That's right. We have a third host on the show today. Very special uh, guest. We have Brianna, who makes her triumphant return, actually. I uh, Well, I'm not sure if this is a return, depending which episode goes up first, but Brianna, you came on with Carrie to talk C2E2. So if you, you know, listeners, if you guys haven't seen that episode yet, it's, it's coming soon where, uh, Rihanna and Carrie recap. And also you guys probably heard a new intro, I, I believe. Um, if everything worked out, you guys heard a little intro with Billy and, uh, Ralph, which Carrie. L- little, little behind the scenes info. As of this recording, I haven't heard it. But even I have uh, pooped myself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom's still cleaning himself up right now. Uh, <laughs> so I, I didn't hear it in person, but heard it multiple times yeah, after I, the fact. I so. bet. I bet. Uh, yeah, I am still flabbergasted how she even got them to to do a little something for me. So again, shout out to Carrie. Thank you uh, for those clips. Um, if you guys want to, again, depending if the C2E2 episode is already out, if you go back and listen to that, you'll hear both clips in its entirety. For this episode, this is probably going to be the start where I include um, them saying hello, but an abbreviated version just to kind of, you know, keep it short. Because, you know, in that full clip, they actually say, hey, look out for season two and all that stuff. And I, I didn't need that for, for the intro. So, um, but uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie, uh, for all that. Thank you does not even begin to describe how I'm feeling, but uh, I don't know what else to say. So thank you, Carrie. Yeah, absolutely. I already thanked her. <laughs> well, we, we thank you, Brianna. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of thank yous to go around here. Um, well, today we are going to do kind of a brief episode, uh, you know, obviously as we get close to the release of season two, Cobra, the Cobra Kai series, they are starting to kind of release things here and there, um, to kind of get the, uh, you know, the, the viewers excited, which I, I feel we're already excited, been waiting for, uh, almost a year now. Uh, they released two images, well, IGN released two images, uh, one looks like Daniel is inside Cobra Kai Dojo with, uh, confronting Johnny and another one where Johnny and, uh, Daniel are, are dancing, right? Together, waltzing or something to that effect, I, I believe. Just makes my question about, go ahead. I, I was going to say, it, it, to me, it looks a, a, an awful lot like Johnny took a swing and Daniel caught it. Dancing, caught a swing, it's all the same, you know. So. It just asks, it just makes my question about which one of them is the better dancer that much better of a question, I think. Hmm. Well, Ralph was on Dancing with the Stars, so. He was indeed. Yeah, and, and uh, Billy yep. made a, 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 an appearance as a judge, uh, if, if I remember correctly. It was a skit he did on Jimmy Fallon. That's what it was. Okay. He wasn't actually on the show, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, 
yeah, so those are some pretty cool images. It got everybody in our group excited. Uh, they were definitely uh, making memes and, and all of these things. It was a lot of fun in there seeing people get creative with what they were thinking was going on in that particular scene. Um, but also released on YouTube a new clip. Uh, this one centers around Miyagi-Do, uh, which we kind of speculated uh, the last time we reacted to a release, which was more Cobra Kai. Uh, this one titled An OG from the Karate Kid Makes a Return. Um, it had a lot of people kind of wondering what the hell was going on because the thumbnail has a split screen basically of Miyagi and current Daniel. You know, so people are like, what is this? But it was just kind of like a, uh, just a little, little, I don't know, visual trick that they made, but it's really not a scene in that clip at all. No, I kind of, I kind of got the impression that they did that just to kind of show how, uh, maybe not the ghost, but at least the spirit of Miyagi hangs very heavily over Daniel in particular and Miyagi Do in general. Mm hmm. Yeah, and, and I thought that, you know, Robbie asking him in almost the exact same words that he had asked Mr. Miyagi, and he answers Robbie with almost the exact same words that Mr. Miyagi had answered him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was incredibly poignant, um, the way that they did that. Let me ask you guys this. The way Daniel pauses, uh, so he says, you know, rule number one is this, and then rule number two, he doesn't answer. Do... Do you guys get the impression that he still, like, he doesn't, he can't read what rule number two is? That could very well be, actually. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I personally don't doubt for a second that he knows what that second banner says. I think he knows exactly what it says. Okay. I hmm. do, Does anybody, Rihanna, I mean, you, you are, like, our official fact checker. Do you happen to know what that actually reads, what, what it translates to? Um, I believe that the, the, the translation that I had found on it once before was something like, above all else, make sure your heart is right. Okay. Kind of mm. like, like a balanced thing, I feel. Maybe not. Yeah, and I mean, I don't read Japanese, so I don't know if that's what right. it says, but if that is what it says, it's kind of a difficult concept to grasp if you don't understand the first rule. Yeah. So... I could understand them putting that off for a later lesson. Okay, yeah. I like that. That that is it yeah. was just interesting the um, the way, you know, Daniel kind of like has that flashback and Miyagi says rule number 2, you must first, you know, learn rule number 1. And so he pauses and, you know, he doesn't answer. So I was just like, so he did he never learn rule number 2 and he just took like the scrolls with him or you know, they, actually, yeah. now that I have an idea of what rule number two actually says, I, I, I it, it feeds into my overall feeling about this clip. Uh, but I'll, I'll save that for when we want to actually get into the meat of it. Okay. Um, all right. So we can, I guess, I mean, we kind of already started, so we could just jump into the clip, really. Uh, the, the clip, basically, it's just under... Let's see, it's just under what two two twenty. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's, pro- it's probably roughly like two ten, two fifteen. Uh, you know, with the, the the ends of the clip always has you know the 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 cobra. You know, it pops in three D, right? Uh, <laughs> so this one is just Miyagi, or not Miyagi? Is Miyagi Do? But it's uh, is Daniel and Robbie at Miyagi Do 
I get the impression that is probably episode one because I still feel that the tournament's still kind of fresh. And if it if it isn't, Daniel's really holding off on having this talk with Robbie about Johnny. You know what I mean? Because the very end of the clip, uh, Robbie's all like, oh, my dad's good. I'm paraphrasing, okay? I didn't watch it enough times to have it memorized, but I feel Robbie is, he thinks that him and Daniel are on the same page as to trying to make Johnny flip his wig. Am I wrong on that? I kind of get the impression that you're right, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that Robbie's looking at it completely differently than Daniel thinks he is. Yeah, so I feel like they haven't had that talk. Uh, I feel Daniel should have um, kind of discussed, you know, a- after the tournament, his relationship with Johnny and and their relationship as student and sensei. Uh, so it, it is kind of interesting, you know. So that's why I still feel like this is really early on. By episode two, I'd be surprised if it is. Maybe it opens up episode two, and maybe where it ended in this clip might might be where they insert boom, Cobra Kai, you know, then the episode actually kicks off. Like, that might be the cold open. I don't know. Um, but I like it. You know, we get the presence of Miyagi like we have in season one. Um, it's nice to see the return of the scrolls. I feel like Rick in the group also uh, pointed out that the scrolls are uh, in reverse from what we saw in the YouTube clip of uh, Daniel's promotional advertisement from the teaser. Oh, yeah, it went on on this. They're hanging in the right order, uh, where rule number one is on the right and rule number two is on the left. In Daniel's ad, they're backwards, and rule number one is on the left and rule number two is on the right. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, well, what if it was kind of like mirrored?" Which doesn't seem to be the case if the characters are still correct, right? They so um, Daniel's freckle is on the right side of his nose. So I can tell you he's not flipped. <laughs> I wouldn't know that detail, but that's <laughs> that why is, you're on. I was going to say, that is the sign of a true fan right there. Well, again, the fact checker. So so she had to check the freckle. So um, said, there we go. Uh, the One other thing that uh, new friend of the show, Kaz, uh, a.k.a. Cyberpunk underscore chill on uh, Instagram, YouTube, and, and all that good stuff. Oh. Yeah, been, been um, you know, he's he's becoming very active in our group as well. Huge fan of the show. Uh, huge fan, of, or I don't know if he's a huge fan of our show, but he listens to our show, but he's a huge fan of Cobra Kai. He pointed out, or at least did a kind of like a screenshot comparison, that the shirt Robbie is wearing is the same one Daniel is wearing when he's standing, balancing on the uh, bow of the, uh, of the stern bow, standing on one end of the the boat with Miyagi. So the bow. interesting. The bow. Thank you. So yeah, wearing the same type of shirt. I don't know if it's the exact same shade of orange, but it's very close. Uh, yeah, close enough that that's the first thing that you notice is that he's dressed like Daniel. Yes. Minus the jean shorts. Thank Correct. You. Which, I, <laughs> thankfully, I, I'd like to see those come back, actually. <laughs> All it takes is a pair of uh, old denims and some scissors, sir. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that was interesting. Um, I actually have the blue version of that that, that shirt. Um, the, the one that Daniel wears when he he's wearing the bandana. Oh, in the chopsticks. 
The chopsticks. The chopsticks. Thank you. Yeah. So I have that. That's kind of unintentional. I actually just got that shirt from Old Navy, and one day I was I realized that I I was like, hey, I have that shirt too. So um, I may have to now get a headband and you know take some pictures because um, I have chopsticks too. Go figure. Uh, what else can we take from uh, the scene here? It is uh, well, okay. What about this? In the very beginning, Daniel removes a shelf off off of the wall and. People were thinking like, oh, he because maybe without Miyagi, he didn't use the right screws. Does anybody have any thoughts on what that was about? Honestly, I just kind of get the impression that it's still very, very early in the season. And he's still setting up Miyagi-Do to where it's just right. That that was all I got from that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the shelf, when he takes it down, there's no stain behind where it is. And then he moves it down and he puts it somewhere else. There is none. Uh, he looks incredibly aggravated with that screw. I don't know why, but I don't know why Johnny got so mad at the salt shaker and different, but same either. So <laughs> maybe it's shaker. just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I can see that. I, you know, now that you point out the, you know, the stain not being there or at least from the paint, you know, it, it looks like uh, it, it was just kind of painted over. Um, I mean, I'm now I'm just kind of reading more into it, but I, I feel you would have had all those individual pieces painted before you put them together. So he was covering something up, perhaps, you know, with the new paint. I'm not sure. But that's, you know, that's why we or do maybe stuff like it's this. Just, he's moving Mr. Miyagi's shelves to put something he wants on there, and it doesn't fit the way Mr. Miyagi had them, and... A whole lot about this house has changed. It, so, it it has. Yeah, you you have thoughts, and and I've heard some of them. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's interested, if you guys don't follow our Instagram, go go check out a uh, a Photoshop picture where I added a photo of me and Ralph. Uh, you know, in in his little uh, Miyagi Do, the the one at home, not the one here. But um, I, I had fun with that. I think people kind of liked it too. <laughs> now. Another uh, appearance made by, um, so not just OG as in like Miyagi the OG, there's another OG uh, article here that makes a, um, an appearance is the, the drum, right? From Karate Kid Part 2. Yes. So yes. he still has that. What were you guys' thoughts on that? I thought it was great. I mean, it's just a way to kind of really tighten the, the continuity between all three original movies. Four, if you count uh, the next Karate Kid, which they haven't really touched on that we know of, but, but they do it, count it, dra- it. Yes, but it, it just draws the current series that much tighter to the rest of the franchise. I think. Yeah, yeah. and I, and it made me happy to see that Daniel brought something back from Okinawa, no, Okinawa, other than Ichiro's guitar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do we? I'm I'm trying to look inside the box. I can't tell. If he still has that one textbook, you know the Okinawa textbook. I wonder. I wonder oh, if, I, wonder I if he ever got think that about back. That, the, yeah, the one he had on the plane. Mm-hmm. The outdated one. <laughs> uh, it didn't even yeah. show the island or the village, rather. Uh, I like the the, the drums uh, making an appearance. Uh, I, you know, I, I I feel like I was the only one that heard the drum cadence when. Uh, Trey and Cruz were knocking on Robbie's door. Uh, ooh, I wonder if that if they put that in for me. 
Just kidding. They they probably did because I'm just you know I'm here. <laughs> but do you guys think we will get a flashback uh, at any point and see Chosen or Sato? It's very possible. I mean, that's one of the great things about this show. You never know which well they're going to draw water from, whether it's the original Karate Kid or any of the sequels. So it wouldn't surprise me. I we're we're getting between this and then some of the photos that we've gotten, you know, we've got Daniel standing in front of the blocks of ice at mm-hmm. at uh, Valley Fest in that one in the one photo, and now we've got the drum back and um, we've got the music playing behind this trailer is two songs from the score Okinawa and Honor Very Serious, um, so it it's like they're season one was the first movie season two is the second movie and i kind of love that i love it too a whole lot mm-hmm. i agree I, I just hope they don't end with four, season four you know what i mean um <laughs> yeah. oh gosh <laughs> no <laughs> did that just occur to you that oh man uh, yeah uh, if, if, we're, if we're following that formula then yeah um hopefully four and five would stand on their own yeah, yeah, I I agree. Uh, five. I hope you're not counting the reboot. Um, the the what? The, exactly. Uh, okay, so I guess let me see what else here. We talked about just about everything else. The drums. Um, any anything else? Uh, I I think that might be it here. Just kind of oh, like skipping I, through I, this. I, oh, I've got yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Medal of Honor. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the you should mention that. Still in the is still in the shadow box that Daniel made for him. Right, right. From from part one. Um, I love that we see the reflection of Daniel and Robbie looking at it to still put more focus on that metal. Right. Absolutely. You know, to, to not take anything away from that. Um, a little shameless plug on a previous episode we did that didn't do very well. But for Veterans Day, Tom and I, we um, kind of went over Staff Sergeant Miyagi's career. So we actually talk about every single medal and ribbon uh, that's on his blouse, his military blouse. So if anyone's interested in hearing a little bit more about that and the unit that he served, we did do that episode, the 442nd Um but yeah, I, I liked seeing that because that does take us back to, again, the first Karate Kid. We get, you know, um, Miyagi, that very sad anniversary, and probably hands down the best scene Pat Morita gave us. Arguably, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, now, Tom, what what else uh, that you have in mind? Uh, I, I thought that maybe we were on the same page on the, the, on the medal. No, actually, I I thought I was kind of picking up on some subtext as far as what was going on with Daniel's character in this clip. Okay. Where he kind of has a bit of a swagger to him throughout the entire clip. But when Robbie is talking about how he, you know, how Johnny still doesn't really have any idea what they're up to, I think that kind of caught him off guard where... Maybe Daniel realizes that his heart isn't entirely in the right place when it comes to what he's doing with Miyagi Gado, where it maybe it's I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say it's mostly to help his potential students, but a large part of it is to strike back at Cobra Kai. And I don't think Mr. Miyagi would approve of that. Right. You're right. No, nope, you're absolutely right. Especially uh I think that's more evident in 
uh, Robbie's last few sentences there at the very end. Well, that and uh, with Daniel's body language, I think it, it yeah. really comes across. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that you know the way Robbie is taking it is is definitely something that Mr. Miyagi would be disappointed in, and, and is definitely something that Daniel is disappointed in. Um, I take a completely different approach um, as far as the Mr. Miyagi would completely disapprove of Daniel shutting you know, fighting Cobra Kai and trying to stop them because he did the exact same thing in in the third movie. Mm -hmm. He had no intention of training Daniel for that tournament, no matter what, until he found out what they had been doing to him for the last six months. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think Miyagi would still approve of the methods that Daniel's enacting, especially where he is manipulating the, the property owner of the strip mall to, Increase the rent not just for Cobra Kai, but for everything. Oh, that absolutely not. No, that absolutely not. That was that was a total douche move that he got, you know, a page out of Sato's book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mr. Miyagi absolutely would not have approved of that particular method. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel didn't approve of it once he realized what he'd done. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm waiting to see exactly what the full context of that scene has in in regards to the season as a whole, but that's just kind of what I picked up on that isolated clip. Right, right, and I I just I think that Mr. Miyagi would actually be okay with him trying to stop them in general, just maybe not necessarily specific ways that we're going to see him go about doing it. Mm-hmm. I I also wonder um, because in the yeah in the last episode uh, episode 10 mercy right robbie was told to basically not go back to work so i, I wonder I, i'm sure it'll be addressed but i do wonder if he is still employed with uh Rousseau, is it auto motors Mo- motor Louiso group auto group auto group Louiso auto group i feel like motor was in there but auto group um yeah I, so i wonder if he's going to be back at the job that's going to be really interesting. That would too. be interesting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because uh if if we get less time there with these two, how much of Amanda are we going to get? You know what I mean? Uh, unless it's at the house or something like that. Right. And as of as of the end of different but same, Robbie was fired. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. so it was that episode. Okay, my bad. Right, but I don't know whether Daniel ever told Amanda he fired him. That's you, you um, know what see I yeah you you're you're right it was after um their little trip down memory lane it was episode 9 not 10 See that's, mm-hmm. that's why right. you're on the show <laughs> My my guess would actually be that now that they know he's only 16 Daniel is not going to allow him to work full time anymore he's going to make him go back to school Yeah yeah you're absolutely yeah. right and I feel that's some see uh, uh you know we try to avoid certain threads um you know when it's going to be something that we discuss on, on the show so that way we try to kind of bring our own organic thoughts and and things of that nature but I feel I might have seen somebody mention like oh well is he going to be going to that school now you know with like um uh Sam and Miguel and all of them too so that's well no this is the summer so I guess ah I wonder if anybody pointed that out this is I think mainly gonna take over the play, uh, you know, like over the course of the summer. So that may not even be an issue. Um, I think I may have heard that rumor somewhere. Yeah, because somebody was saying, you know, now that he's gonna be spending time with Daniel, is Daniel gonna make him go to school? If that's the case, maybe not until like later on in season two, if they even go back to school, 
in this season at all. It'd be an interesting uh, lead into season three. Oh, absolutely! Right. If we're starting, if we're starting May nineteenth, I can't see him and Amanda and uh, Shannon, you know, uh, trying to get him into school for a week and a half. That yeah. that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Just to like not be able to pass classes coming in that late. I don't know if many schools w- would even take transfers that late, really. Uh, any other thoughts you guys have about, or even questions that we could even, um, yeah, maybe try to answer? No, this no, clip? this was a pretty direct into the point clip, I think. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, oh, I, I yeah. love your idea about this being like where we had Ace Degenerate, you know, and the, the cold open was Johnny. And then we had Strike First where the cold open is Daniel. And I like the contrasting of the two. Because I think that the Cobra Kai clip we got was either the first or second scene of the season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, with the kids walking into the dojo on Monday, May 19th. Yeah. Okay. Very mm-hmm. interesting. You even or have the date. The 20th. See, I was even thinking that. So you're thinking definitely the first episode, but probably the first or second scene. Yeah, it, it all depends on whether or not we actually see what happens that set the wall on fire. Right. So, yeah, see, so for me, I, I felt like, eh, I, I think I said, well, I think I said for sure, either the first or second episode, I'm kind of leaning leaning on the second. Um, so yeah. I'm still thinking the first. Yeah, it, it could very well be. Uh, what what gets me excited is that uh, I, I believe um, Mr. Herwitz has said that uh, the, 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 the time frame in season two is going to be shorter that of uh, compared to season one, but the, like the, the length, the duration of the episodes, I think are going to be longer. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, very exciting to hear. Uh, So very first clip that they will teaser right after the teaser, they dropped uh, a Cobra Kai clip. Now Miyagi-Do, what do you guys, what do you guys think is next? Crease? That could very well be. Yeah. If, if we get another one before we get the full trailer, which I am hoping comes soon, I'm actually kind of hoping that we get that at Fathom tomorrow. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, because the the runtime on the movie itself, this is how obscure my knowledge of this movie is. Karate Kid is two hours and six minutes long. Right. The runtime in the theater is two hours and 24. So we've got roughly 20 minutes of something. Right. That they're going mm. to be showing us with this. Um, and I'm really, really hoping that it's a full trailer. That would be interesting. Yeah. Oof. Goodness. I'm just hoping that the uh, footage doesn't leak on uh, shaky camera phone uh, footage, you know? You know it will. I, yeah, I know. I, I have been remarkably impressed that the SXSW is not out there, nor is the C2E2. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. People are being incredibly respectful about their wishes and if this stuff is popping up uh, they're pulling it down so fast and people are not passing it around yeah yeah i because you know we, we would see it in like certain groups mm-hmm. <laughs> shared, yes. shared in certain we groups. would Absolutely. yeah yeah all right well that's gonna wrap up our reaction to an og from the karate kid makes a return um do you guys all agree that the og was miyagi Oh yeah, yes. Or at least uh, some of the set decoration, like the the banners, the drums, the metal, and all that. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I do too. 
Um, I, I don't know the the one that the one point seven thousand people that dislike the you, you know what they're Cobra Kai fans like Cobra Kai Dojo fans. Those are the ones that are thumbs downing downing this episode <laughs> or this this video here. I'm just impressed. The last time I looked at this, which was a day and a half ago, it was like four hundred and twenty seven thousand, and now it's well over three million. Yeah, wow, it is ridiculous. So, you know, so people want it. People want it. They cannot wait for April twenty fourth. You know, I, I wish I could have been like, "Hey, I just came back from the future, and it's amazing. You guys will love it." Uh, but you know, not. not I die possible. a little bit more inside every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and for those that are still listening, this is a part two. Or, I don't know, yeah, I guess you can call it a part two of the sneak peek. Uh, this wasn't planned this way uh, originally, but now it's just Brianna and I. We're going to be talking about our experiences uh, at the Fathom event that took place today. This was the first showing, March 31st. And um, before we continue and get into it, we want to kind of give a, a spoiler warning. Just because the first part... Uh, of this episode, we discussed uh, a, the YouTube clip, which is, you know, accessible to everybody. Uh, because this was a special event that you had to purchase tickets and attend, um, you know, this, we're going to get into details about a clip that isn't available for everybody, you know. So, fair warning for those that want to avoid any spoilers, this is your chance to pause the episode and come back. If you, well, I don't know. I, it, well, should they come back? <laughs> you know, it's for the uh, Fathom events. If they're if they're wanting to avoid all spoilers, it would probably be safe just to stop it and you know come back in three weeks. There you go. After the airing, if you want to hear our thoughts on said clip, uh, which would probably still be regurgitated in like the episode review, but um, this is good. we are going to talk, you know, kind of in details and specifics about a, an extended clip that you did see in the teaser. So again, this is your chance to uh, stop the episode and resume after season two airs. Um, so Brianna, let's, let's talk about our Fathom event, uh, viewing of the Karate Kid 35th anniversary real quick. Um, w what was your showing like? Um, I, I think that our theater had more people in it than, than most seem to have, which struck me as very strange. Um, I bought the tickets uh, for myself. I took my daughter and her best friend. And because I sucked them into the show, um, and they are Miguel and Robbie, between the two of them, all about them. Um, so they wanted to go see, and I, I got them into the movie. Um, and when I bought the tickets, I would go back and check every now and then and see how they were selling. And the website said that this showing was sold out. But then when I got there, there were at most 15 people in that theater. Yeah. It was really kind of strange it really was you know i i started an official thread for people to kind of leave their thoughts um on the sneak peek that we got the extended clip and nobody it, the only thing people were talking about in that thread was their experience and uh i think it was jen that said she had no audio in the uh, for the introduction by billy and ralph which is crazy right to me. and we ended up getting what free tickets for tuesday yeah, to come back and and watch it again, uh, which is fine and all, but now you got to make plans for that, you know. And it's, right. uh, 
kind of puts a damper in people's plans. Uh, my showing, I was actually pretty surprised myself. Uh, I was the first one there, and I got there about a quarter till, uh, a little bit later than I actually originally planned, because I was going to try to, you know, promote the show a little bit. You know, I, I brought my business cards and stuff. I wore my uh, hoodie that Cobra Kai Mom Mandy made for me. Um, I walk right. in. There's nobody there. You know, I took a picture. I shared it in the group uh, in all caps. Where the hell is everybody? Uh, so at that point, I was like, you know what? Since there's nobody else here, I'm going to go grab some concessions because I hadn't planned to originally. And usually I'm a popcorn kind of guy. Uh, but I didn't want mm-hmm. to lose out on great seats. But when I walked in, there was nobody. So I was like, all right, now best time than any. Uh, upon my return, I think there was four more people. Um, and by the time the movie started, I feel another pair of couples uh, showed up. So I, I would say 10, a modest 10 to 12 people uh, altogether. A little surprising, but Portland is not huge. Yeah, and, huge. and when, we, when we first walked into the theater and, you know, I, I pulled out my phone to show her the, because we pre-bought our seats. Yeah, so did I. Um Right, yes, I want to make sure, you know, fourth row center, that is where I sit when I watch a movie. And um, when I pulled out the phone and showed it to her, she said, oh, our scanners are down. And just let me see what you've got. And she's scrolling through and she scrolls back and she scrolls up and she scrolls back and she goes, what movie are you here to see? (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) And I'm like, it's the Karate Kid, it's right there on the screen. And she turned around and she put her glasses on and she looked up at their marquee over above the popcorn stand. And she was like, oh, we're showing that, I guess. And handed me back my phone and just motioned us in. Okay. A little weird, you you know. um, Yeah. I I guess because it's like a third party, you know, it's presented by Fathom Events that that was throwing it. So it wasn't like Cinemark or Regal that was putting these on. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I I thought the the experience was a little weird, but... um, Personally, I didn't have any issues with the audio. The the intros were fine, and uh, you know the the movie itself was fine too. I was hoping for like a like a 4K uh, digital version. I don't know what I was expecting really, but it, it was fine. You know, it was the first time I got to see this movie in the theater, uh, so I thought that was great. So it still had good seating. Um, it sounded like a dad brought his teenage son, uh, because I kept on hearing questions being asked and it was actually pretty funny and kind of cute. Uh, at one, uh, at one point when we had drunk Miyagi and he passes out, he asked his dad if he died. I was like, what? I was like, that's what you oh got from God. this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. pretty funny. But, yeah, um, the, the, um, one of the main characters dies halfway yeah. through the movie with no warning. Right. right. Be- be- before the reveal, the big reveal. Um, but, right. you know, because it was the first time I saw it in the theater, and I have mentioned numerous times on the show that I, I grew up watching two more than one, uh, there were things that I picked up on that, um, you know, I, I feel embarrassed at, like, oh, hey, I-, I just caught this for the very first time, you know, one of those things. Uh, you uh, Many people probably already know this, but I saw for the first time, the Cobra's entrance into the tournament. You yeah. have them running past Daniel? Well, because well, in the background, they're, you know, Cobra Kai, like in episode 10 of Cobra Kai. So when that right. happened, I didn't know that was from part one. 
Oh, yeah, they run past Daniel and Tommy shoves him. Oh, okay. See, that's just something I know. I don't know. How, you know, because it's such a, a you know a long panning shot. I, there's just so much going on. I don't know. It's just something that I missed. And again, one of those that I'm probably gonna lose some like, you know, cred for being a podcaster on a Cobra Kai show. Uh, but and, that's okay because that's why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. The official fact checker. You know, Encyclopedia Bri Hanukkah. Um, there were other things like there's one shot in the stands where the focus for me at least has always been Lucille and Allie at one point I go oh damn Freddie was sitting behind them in one shot okay you know that was kind of early on that I never Susan and Barbara are right behind them and Freddie and I think Alan are up behind them is that the um uh Frankie Avalon Jr. or something like that is that who that is um I don't think I don't think he's up there that's Eddie Oh, okay. See, um, I, I, don't I don't even think know their names. There, but it's one of the other boys from the beach. I think it's Alan. Yeah, that's okay. up there. I believe you. I believe you. Uh, so, and I think the jokes were also great. I feel there was um, there there was this couple that was behind me, and I think maybe the girlfriend either she had hadn't seen Karate Kid or she was like a super casual watcher because um, some of her reactions were that of like a like a newbie, and that's kind of cool. I, I wish. You know, I could have convinced somebody who hadn't seen it or maybe someone that hadn't seen it in, I don't know, 30, 35 years, <laughs> you know, uh, right. to, to come join me. That would have been really, really cool. But I, I went on my lonesome, uh, which is fine because I, I wouldn't have wanted somebody to kind of like ask me questions during the movie. But knowing what I knew and what was coming, I still got the feels. I still cried during Drunk Miyagi scene. Uh, so beautiful. And also mm-hmm. with the introduction where Ralph points out, you know, in that very scene where he bows to Miyagi and there's nobody there to even notice it. Like he didn't even have to do it. I was like, that's right. That's right. great insight. You know, it's just something I'd, I'd never thought about before. Uh, so so what do you think about the intros by uh, the two, but also a little appearance by uh, Martin Cove himself? Um, what I caught of the, the introduction, we got there right as it was starting. So I didn't technically miss anything, but to get to our seats, we had to wander through the maze of the accessibility pit and then up the stairs. So, and they already had the house lights mostly down, so we couldn't really see where we were going. Um, so it was like coming into my ears, but not all the way into my brain. Uh-huh. Um, apparently I missed the part where Ralph was talking about, um, he started talking about, you know, the karate kid is a story of a young man. And then they cut immediately to Billy and he's like, yeah, and his, this guy stole his girlfriend and you know, all of this. <laughs> and then back to Ralph teasing him about that. Um, I missed that. Yeah. The first part that I like actually sank into my brain was, um, Martin Cove talking about getting the call from them to come do the part again and and things like that. Um, I thought that it was fantastic, as always. I enjoy listening to them talk. Um, Ralph and Billy love Daniel and Johnny very much, and I love listening to them talk about them because that love absolutely comes through. Um, The one small complaint that I did have about the theater that I was in even though the house lights were mostly down by the time we walked in, they never turned them all the way down. Hmm. 
which since there was no film actually on site, I don't think, I think the, it was being streamed from somewhere, um, made the screen incredibly difficult to see. The Halloween fight was a couple of slightly less dark blurs um, in front of an incredibly dark background uh, because we had the lights shining on the screen and, and reflecting off the whole time. Wow. Um, and I didn't really understand why they did that. Um, just in general, as far as seeing it on the big screen again, the last time I had seen it on a big screen was in 1984. Wow. And it was at a drive-in theater. Okay. But very small town, you know, uh, uh, upbringing being what it was, couldn't actually afford to get into the Mm drive-in. So I was standing alongside the fence outside the drive-in, watching it and not hearing a single word that was said. So the last time I saw it, I didn't hear it. And then the small little tidbit about this little town, The Karate Kid, was the last movie ever played at that drive-in. It shut down immediately afterwards. And Marquis out front said, now showing The Karate Kid until they tore the theater down in 1991. Wow, that's cool. Do you have a picture of that? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's that's extremely cool, though. For eight years, that Marquis was up, huh? Yes, said now showing the Karate Kid from 1984 until I graduated from high school in 1991. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it, I I could sit here and list the things that I caught, you know, for the first time. But I, again, I would just be embarrassing myself. Uh, but let's let's talk about well, the. Well, now fr- you yeah. don't necessarily have to embarrass yourself because the audio was so much clearer. Um, lines, little background lines that if you're watching at home, you have to have your headphones on and cranked up all the way to here, were perfectly clear in that theater today. Oh my god! Okay, so I never knew Daryl Vidal had a had a line. Yes. Yeah, uh, I never caught it before, and it was clear as day, kind of like what you mentioned. Maybe it's just something that I'd yes. never really paid attention to before. But, you know, he's just asked like, you know, Vidal, you know, you okay or something like that, and he said, yeah, I'm fine or paraphrasing there was no subtitles i prefer to watch everything in subtitles uh which which is funny because that teenage kid he there was uh, a couple times he had to ask his dad what did miyagi say you know because of the thick accent oh. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, that's um, cute. and you could hear jimmy's line jimmy actually yeah. has lines mm-hmm. he has two incredibly important ones he has the hey man i thought they broke up and how about a front kick johnny those are not minor lines. Those are big lines. Yeah. And you can hear them. And I've so, seen you defend those lines, too. Represent Jimmy in this. He's He's got lines, and you can hear them. Yeah. Um, and, and just little things. Little, little things. I, I did notice the editing in Johnny's fight with Daryl Vidal, but that was only because he was on the page and had mentioned that they had edited that funny. Um, to where he got kicked in the face and he's clutching his chest and then there was another sequence and that's when he got kicked in. and you can see you can see the cuts where they put that fight out of order. Yeah. But would I have noticed if he hadn't said, Hey, that fight's out of order? Probably not. But it was neat to see. 
Yeah, and uh, the crane, the crane kick on the beach on the stump by Miyagi. Um, that's Daryl Vidal in a fat suit, up close and blown up. That you can tell that's a fat suit. You can see his face. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, you can see uh, his face. Yeah, so funny. So there, there was things like that. Um, that's why I enjoyed like watching Back to the Future in the theaters. Any chance I get, any chance I get, uh, I must have seen it in the theater. I would say five times in the last decade, you know, and um, that's probably all the times I've seen it because uh, I, I never saw it when I was younger than theater, you know, so th- that, that was right. what this was like for me. So uh, you want to get into that sneak peek? Um, it's just uh, real quick that yes. like the, the most amazing thing to me the entire day okay. was when the fight montage started, all 15 people in the theater were singing, you're the best. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm I'm so used to being in theaters where people, like, if they laugh, they do it softly. It's like it, theater etiquette has changed so much in the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, and we were laughing, and we were crying, and we were cheering, and we were singing, and it was amazing. It just, I, I loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed every single song this time around because there, there's some songs that I'm fine with. I, I don't pay much mind to, but I enjoyed every single track. Uh, just the theater experience, you know, it really enhances it. Uh, so, you know, if you guys get the opportunity to go check it out in the theater, I, I would I would definitely go watch it again, you know, if there was another opportunity uh, to. I, I think most of the Fathom theaters are doing at least one. Some of them are doing two on yeah. Tuesday. Some of them are doing just seven, and some of them are doing four and seven. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know what? There are also, I mean, I, at least for you know, uh, locally for me, there are some theaters they will take suggestions to um, to air air to show uh, throwback movies as well. You know, so that's that's another option that uh, people can look into if that's something that they want to try to get done uh, locally. Right. All right. So the sneak peek, um, we saw bits and pieces of it in the teaser that dropped on March 7th, I think it was. And this is the one where Ralph uh, goes to see Johnny and he is outside the convenience store with uh, with uh, Crease. Right. I remember like ninety nine percent of the dialogue. <laughs> oh, did you? Good, because um, I took no notes. Um, I I was actually out of the house in a hurry, and that was the last thing I forgot to grab. I was in my mind, I was just like, grab the business cards so you can hand them out. But I forgot my little notepad that I usually bring with me. Um, there's one right. line that stuck out to me uh, because the disrespect in it is what <laughs> is what I remember. Yes. We can't start there, though. We have to start with Nestor. We okay. have to start with Nestor because he got the first line. And it, it's he's like chasing Crease and Johnny out of his store <laughs> and saying, next time, say it to my face, asshole. Yeah, yeah. I um, I immediately sent Va Sanchez a text and said, dude, you're in the Fathom event uh, sneak peek. And he was all like, my man or <laughs> something. <laughs> no, he said, he said, hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love Nestor. I love ne- but I I'm upset because I thought that by the end of season one, Nestor and Johnny had kind of buried the animosity at least a little bit because they bonded over Zarkarian. Yeah. Um. So what did Kreese say to or about Nestor? And do I now have to punch John Kreese in the face? 
Probably. I mean, he makes, you know, the comment about, you know, being in the country and all that, too. Um, right. We're in America. And, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I forget, I, but um, he does make that comment. I didn't, I didn't think Johnny looked at all happy. No, no, especially... Right, right. But even more so in the body language when Daniel shows up and Kreese makes a comment, you know, um, because Kreese puts his arm around Johnny's shoulder, which he shrugs off kind of in a rude manner. Very angrily. Like, get get your hand off of me. Right. Yeah. I knew that Daniel was coming because I recognized what scene it was. Right. Um, As soon as, you know, they came out and I saw the clothes they had on, I was like, oh, my God. Because when we were talking about this yesterday, and I was like, oh, I really hope they give us the, the full trailer or whatever, in the back of my mind was always this little wishful thinking, because this scene has been sticking with me since the teaser. Because to me, it's a big deal that Daniel turns his back on them. Right. Because yep. Mr. Miyagi never let Daniel turn his back on Cobra Kai. He always pushed him out backwards. Yeah. Right. They always walk and backwards. Then, Right, when he was trying to run away from Terry and Mike himself, he backed out. Um, so for him to turn his back on Johnny, I think, shows a hell of a lot of trust. So I knew that this was coming, but when the camera is on Johnny and Kreese and the words float through the air, dead my ass, my heart stopped. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, it's this scene. Yep. Because that's been a huge, huge thing. How is Daniel going to react to finding out Priest is still alive? Yeah, he's not happy, and he thinks Johnny's in on it. Of course he thinks Johnny's in on it. Of course he does. Because, <laughs> because of course. <sighs> uh, like clockwork, right? So disappointing. <laughs> um, and, and and Johnny like pulling away from him, and he, he's not happy. They're not chummy. Yeah, they're together, but I don't think he's happy with the whole situation. And I always said that when he turned to walk to Daniel and just what we saw in the teaser, it was like, he doesn't look angry. He's not mad that Daniel's there, and he's not. He's like irritated, but he's not mad, and he's curious. He's like, why are you even here? And then Daniel's like, I came to ask you a question. And it looks like he got his answer. And yeah, and I and I got my answer. And then, you know, you're you're both in for a rude awakening, turns, walks on, peels out of the parking lot. Several things about that particular sequence. One, that's Daniel going to Johnny. He was going there, I will and until I see the actual episode and it proves everything I think wrong. He was going there to try to fix their shit. Mm-hmm. So it's not their kids with the horrible timing this time. It's creased. Right. Because if he's not there, then Daniel gets to ask Johnny the question and they get to start talking. But because crease is there, that's not going to happen. Johnny was disappointed that Daniel never actually asked him the question. Right. His arms just kind of fall when he watches him drive off. They're right there again. Just freaking say it. Okay, what was your question? You know, like no, no, no. You know, you didn't get your answer. What? What is it? You know, tell me. Ask me. Right. <laughs> Ask me, please. 
um, but the disrespect from Crease, you know, in regards to uh, Daniel pointing out, you know, or referencing, hey, how's your knuckles doing? Or, you know, the oh, and then we get the shot from part two, the opening of part two, where he breaks the, the car windows with his knuckles. The, 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 I'm trying to think of the right word to describe that tone of voice. Just the, I don't want to say joy. It's, it's not the right term. The, um, when he says, hey, look, the gang's all together. Right. And then he goes, oh, not all of us. Mm-hmm. My condolences. Mm-hmm. Ah, how? <laughs> I mean, okay, first of all, you have faked your death twice. And would you like to know who mourned you the first time? Who was genuinely sad when they thought you were dead the first time? Yeah, this kid mm-hmm. and that old man That's right. whose death you think is a joke. That's right. And just the heat, like you could, Daniel's whole body language changed like three times before he actually said, you're lucky he's not here. Right. Like at first he's like really upset and then he's pissed and then he's like in mourning again and then he's really pissed again. Um, I thought the call to the knuckles and the, how are, how are those knuckles do increase? That was fantastic what my brain was screaming for, which I know why they couldn't put it there because that gives Johnny way too much information way too fast because Johnny still doesn't know what happened. When Daniel asked Chris that, and we see the flashback to him putting his fist through the windows, what I wanted to hear was Chris look up at Daniel and go, they hurt when it rains, don't yours? Was that but a then that was, because of, because of the make his knuckles bleed. Okay. Um, and Terry making Daniel bust his knuckles open. That's right. Yeah, yeah, in part three. So, yeah, but that would give Johnny too much information too fast because Johnny still doesn't know that there's anything between these two. Right. Yeah, I I keep forgetting about part three, too. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I guess I'll have to rewatch that again. Uh, it's funny I, because... I've, I've, I've watched it a bunch. It, it's research. So, right. yeah, I, I know that movie pretty well. Yeah, same. Uh, is Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what is going to follow, you know, that scene. Um, you know, a shout-out to Va Sanchez for anybody that's tuning in and hasn't gone back to all the episodes. You know, we interviewed Va Sanchez, check his uh, his episode out, but also he came back and shared a story that, that something ha- about something that happened to him on set. Uh, and it was about his interview on our show. So somebody asked him about that. Check that out. That was a pr- one of the very first early rumblings we had heard that people, you know, that was, you know, behind the scenes knew about our show. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the title is just Va Sanchez shares a story or something like that. So he shares a story from the okay. set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun, that one. Uh, he, he, you know, because I, I was at, a friend's house and I got a text from Voss dude I just got asked about your interview or the you know the interview I did for your show <laughs> I was just like what and I was like can you call me he goes I you know uh, l- you know let us wrap first I'll call you later tonight and so shared an amazing story that's awesome I don't yeah. think I listened to that one I listened to the, the big interview but I don't think I listened to the second one I'll have to look that up yeah yeah so um, 
but yeah, oh God, exciting stuff. And um, I'm glad that they showed us an extended uh, clip of something we've already seen because the concern has been them revealing too much. Right. And this is something that, you know, I was thinking was going to be more towards the end of the season. Hmm. Um, And I was actually just from those little scenes that we got, I was very, very worried that something massive was going to happen um, at the end of that scene. And I'm very relieved to find out that it didn't because it's too early in the season for that. Yeah. So Johnny still needs to know why Daniel was flipping his shit over Crease being alive. Everybody needs to know um, everything about each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And and Johnny really needs to tell Daniel why he's letting this man who tried to kill him hang out around his kids. Yeah. And I, I don't doubt they will. I just don't know if they'll do it in time to avoid all the drama. But then if we didn't have the drama, we wouldn't have a show. And then what fun would that be? Exactly. And, you know, they wouldn't be preparing for a possible season three, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff. Or four or five. Exactly, which we kind of briefly speculated and hoped for uh, in just this last reaction of the you know the first part here. Uh, do you have any last thoughts before we wrap up this reaction? I don't, other than to say I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um, I feel that this, hopefully, once this is seen, people will calm down about Daniel doing what he's doing to go after Johnny because if he knows Crease is alive that early, it is no longer about Johnny. Right. It is about literally stopping that man. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I hope they calm down. And is it April 24th yet? Uh, it depends when you listen to this. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. It could be April 24th. It could be. Yeah. But uh, no, it can't come soon enough for sure. No, absolutely not. All right, so that's going to do it. Uh, Brianna, where can people find and follow you on the social medias? Um, I am Brianna25 with an H on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram. And because Facebook doesn't let me have my numbers, I am Brianna Davidson. That's right, all over the book of faces. Uh, Tom, well, yeah, why why don't you go ahead and uh, if anyone wants to check out some of the other non-Cobra Kai stuff that you do. All right. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I feel like I have a now uh, infamous uh, Twitter handle, at the Drunken Dork. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, find me on Facebook uh, at the page supporting my show, Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. It's a little page called Jake and... I'm sorry. My show is called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. The page is called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. All right, and uh, for me, non-Cobra Kai related, I host a movie review podcast that kind of focuses more on the retro stuff. Um, I do some new releases here and there called Podstalgic, which you can also find on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but the Cobra Kai stuff on Twitter, we are Cobra Kai Pod, Instagram's Cobra Kai Podcast, and we have an amazing group, which the Brianna is a part of, and amongst other people. I think I counted the other day, we have at least uh, eight Cobra Kai moms. We got three Cobras. Was that including uh, Mama Hurwitz? Okay, maybe nine. Well, at least nine. Uh, But we have two new actors from season two that joined. Uh, Their mom is also in the group. Uh, Some other cast members from season one, two of the creators slash executive producers, 
great group of hardcore fans with every single day there's a thread about something. Uh, so a lot of fun in there. Just go on Facebook and search www.cobrakai.tvamb group and you spell out the words period. So uh, join us and talk to us there. Uh, so thank you guys for your guys' continued support. Thank you, Brianna, for coming on short notice here to uh, to correct a lot of the things I had to say and also uh, fill in some questions that we had. Yes, thank you well, very thank much. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, so that's going to do it, and we will see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.